Welcome to Smart Talk. I'm Scott Lamar. For more than half of Pennsylvania's 2,500 municipalities, law enforcement is done by the state police rather than local police forces. State troopers provide enforcement and protection for no additional fees. But while this is beneficial for many, many small communities with limited revenue, this arrangement is used by the Pittsburgh suburb, suburb of Hempfield Township, population 43,000. This not only places pressure on the state police, but it also means that Pennsylvanians paying taxes that cover their local police are also paying for troopers to police these other municipalities. But the reality is... Budgets are tight in these municipalities. Joining us today to discuss this issue is Democratic State Representative Mike Sterla of Lancaster County. Representative Sterla, welcome to the program. Thanks. Also, David Sanko, who is the executive director of the Pennsylvania State Association of Township Supervisors. Dave Sanko, welcome to the program. Thanks, Scott. We're also joined on the line by Corporal Joe Koval, who is president of the Pennsylvania State Troopers Association. Corporal Koval, welcome to the program. Thank you, Scott. If you have a question or comment about this issue, give us a call, 1-800-729-7532. Send an email to smarttalk at org. Dave Seiko, I'm going to start with you. Why so many municipalities using state police rather than having their own police departments? Well, I think all municipalities use state police, whether you have a local police department or not. I mean, most communities will make a determination on what level of law enforcement coverage they need based on in local threats and, and what they feel like they need. Many communities, uh, frankly, in rural Pennsylvania don't have a serious crime problem and are quite comfortable uh, just having uh, having state police cover uh, cover their territory. Pennsylvania has the oldest state police in, in the country. That's what it was set up for. But when you say that all municipalities are using it, I mean, what we're talking about specifically here is that more than half the municipalities in this state are utilizing only state police, while the other half, almost half, uh, have their own local police departments. But why so many? Well, I think it's, again, it speaks to the nature of what the, the, the level of, of crime uh, may be in those communities. And they've just made a determination that they, uh, uh, they've made a distinction of separating between wants and needs. Uh, while everybody may want uh, to have, uh, have a local police department, uh, they frankly just simply don't need a local police department. You know, often when this issue is described, there are people who use the word free that uh, these municipalities are getting free state police coverage. I know you're going to disagree with that, but I will ask the fairness question. Is it fair that municipalities, residents in these municipalities, are paying no additional tax money toward police protection while those that have their local police departments are? Well, I think the difference is that uh, when state police are patrolling those communities, they don't they don't enforce local speed, they don't do local roads, they don't enforce local zoning, they don't enforce local codes. They do the same thing. The state police does the same thing in all communities. They deal with traffic safety on all the on the state highways. So they're they've those those communities have given up effectively a level of local uh, law enforcement because the state police is, is doing what they do everywhere. They're not doing local code enforcement. But there are municipalities where when it comes to traffic laws that have been uh, violated, for example, that those municipalities are getting a cut of the fine. 
Well, the, the cut of the fine is like $12. I mean, the fines no, are, are, are hundreds of dollars. Uh, it, look, I'm, I'm going to be the last one to say $12 doesn't, doesn't add up. But uh, in, the, in the big scheme of things, look, there are other solutions for this. I mean, there, there is uh, the ability to let communities contract for state service, or state police services. Uh, that's not been, uh, been embraced by the legislature. That would go a long way in some of the communities that you're talking about. Representative Sturla, this has been a pet issue of yours for some time now. Uh, you disagree with uh, what we've been talking about, what Dave Sanko has talked about, that uh, how the state police are being used in these municipalities. Yeah, well, um, I don't know of any police that do code enforcement. Um, but beyond that, uh, I guess what uh, Dave is saying is that those state police and those communities that have no... Uh, local police protection never go out and do a domestic violence call. They never go out and do a homicide call. They never go out and do a burglary call. They never go out and do any of those other things. We all know that they do. The state police themselves tell us that they do. And the the sad part, the part that I get upset about is um, we just raised gasoline taxes in this state. We're now the highest in the nation. $800 million every year of the gas tax, about 30% of the total dollars that we get in from a gas tax gets taken off the top of the fund to repair roads and bridges so that we can pay for free police protection to municipalities that don't have a local police department. Now, I understand when you characterize it as, well, 50% of the state's uh, municipalities, that's the old one township, one vote uh, thing. And And Dave suffers from that. He, his, when he has a township that has 40,000 people in his organization, they get one vote. When he has a township that has 400 people, they get one vote also. So it's not one person, one vote. It's one township, one vote. In the municipalities, the 50% of the municipalities that don't have any local police protection, all statewide, total, complete, accounts for 21% of the state's population. So 21% of the state's population is getting $800 million skimmed off the top of the motor license fund to give them free police protection. All right, so what are you proposing? And, I'll, and Dave, I'll come back to you on that. Well, what I'm proposing is that those municipalities pay $3 per capita uh, for police protection. That would generate about $450 million. It's not the full $800 million. I agree that maybe once in a while those police, as they're driving through those municipalities, are writing a speeding ticket or doing something that relates to the roads. But the motor license fund, the the constitution on the motor license fund is pretty clear. It says the dollars from the motor license fund can only be used for road safety. I, I don't know how you justify the police investigating a homicide or a domestic violence call or a burglary call as road safety. But uh, the, the Wolf administration, which member Governor Wolf, member of the Democratic Party uh, that uh, you know you support uh, very, very often, has said that this is not unconstitutional. Well, I, I, that's because everybody's trying to balance a budget. Uh, the, you know, I don't know how you can read the Constitution. Well, the Constitution is one. Th- I mean, well, the Constitution and whether or not you want to try and enforce the Constitution is another well, thing. Here's maybe, the, here's the language from the Constitution. It says those funds must be used solely for construction, reconstruction, maintenance, and repair of and safety on public highways and bridges. That's it. 
End of discussion. It doesn't say you can answer domestic violence calls, you can answer robbery calls, you can answer homicide calls. You can, no. But the law says that the Pennsylvania State Police are funded by liquid fuel tax. No, 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 it doesn't. No, no. Okay, what, no, does, it, what no. does it say? It says the state police exist and you got to fund them. It okay. has. It, there's no requirement that it be that there be liquid fuel stacks used for it. They're okay. funded by the general fund. I mean, the legislature yeah. chose many years ago uh, to use the liquid fuels okay. funds for right. a portion. So let's make but that it's just a portion of it. Okay, but you know, ahead. maybe one of the reasons we have a a, a budget a budget problem is the, the, some fuzzy math. I mean, I'm not. I wasn't a, a math major, but if you if you do a three dollar per capita charge. Uh, even if you charge that $3 to every single Pennsylvanian, that's $3 times 12 million people, it's $36 million. That's not $450 million. No, $3 per week. Oh, didn't hear the per week. Sorry. So that's, and, and, uh, and, so what's 156 so bucks a year? 156 bucks a year per capita times 3 million people, the 21% of the population, it's actually a little less than that, but, you know, uh, 21% of the population, you get $450 million. Now, at $156 uh, a pop, People say, well, gosh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of property taxes. Boy, that is. You know what? You know how much it costs for police protection in municipalities to pay for their own police protection? About $300 per capita and, and per then, year. And you know what we should agree to? I think we should agree. The legislature, we should agree the legislature should focus on making local police more affordable. Uh, you know, you want to. You want to. How, how do you do that? Though? I, I, I no. don't know. What, what okay, all I'm Dave, saying is, me, okay, we talk I, about that, but go, let me talk. How would you make it more affordable? I, I think there's a variety of ways to make it more affordable. I mean, one of the. the I mean, look, I think police uh, need to be we to be well uh, well compensated, uh, but you know, the largest piece of the the state police budget, in fact, the largest unfunded portion of the the sixty billion dollar state pension shortfall is from the state police uh, department. Uh, so the the legislature's uh, inability or so far unwillingness to address pension reform is what makes local local police departments unaffordable. It seems like every single conversation we have here, Mike, has to do the the word pensions comes up. So well, well, you know, I I, I still it, it's I understand that that's a lot of property taxes, but you know when I first introduced this legislation 15 years ago, I had a township supervisor call me, and he said this is out an outrageous proposal. He said, do you realize we would have to double our taxes in our community? And I said, that sounds about right, because 50% of my local taxes, if you live in a municipality that has a local police force, about 50% of your property taxes go to pay for the police department. It is the single largest budget item in anybody's, uh, in any municipality's budget. So he said, we'd have to double our taxes. I said, yeah, that's right. I said, just out of curiosity, what millage rate are your taxes? And he said, well, they're one, they'd have to go to two. Well, mine are 17. I, I have no empathy for someone who says, how dare you take my property taxes from one mil to two because I expect you to give me free police right, protection. But, well, I, I hope me, it's not as easy for you to say it's okay to double the state income tax from three to six uh, because I, it's only doubling when you're dealing with the budget later this year. When, <laughs> what, but when, when the, the, that's the problem. What we're trying to, what, what, the solution that a lot of people say is, well, let's just shift it from motor license funds so we're not stealing it from the motor license fund illegally, and we can use money for bridge and road construction, and let's put it over into the general fund budget. Oh. I don't want to pay for someone else's police protection out of the general fund budget either. Okay, but it's not, me... it's not illegally funding out yeah. of the... Out of it, the uh, it is. License. It well, is. the legislature has done it every year. I mean, and it's they've, been made, it, and they've it's, made it legal no, by, they, by they passing have, it and governor signing it every year for 25 that, years. That doesn't make it legal. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, well, Dave, let me let me go back. Legislature yeah, passes a law that doesn't make it. Well, legal. somebody has to would have to go to court. Court, to, yeah, uh, yeah. Have to be a and court my case. guess is we're 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 reaching that point where municipalities that are paying for their local police department were getting ready to go to court, which is why in the fiscal code last year we capped it at eight hundred million dollars and said, you know what, next year we'll keep it at eight hundred million dollars, and the year after that we'll start decreasing it by four percent a year until we get down to five hundred million dollars that we're stealing from the motor license fund. So. So let me ask this, and I and I appreciate the the cap going to five hundred million, uh, but your proposal raises uh, uh, four hundred and fifty million, uh, and and you're still going to take five hundred. So then you're going to have nine hundred million, nine hundred fifty million, and what's already co- only costing eight hundred million. So is this just a way of of helping having local communities, small rural communities, uh, balancing the state budget on their backs? No, no, not at all, because it's costing you're collecting more than you need. The, you know what? According to the state police. In a study that was done by the Legislative Budget and Finance Committee report, the state police reported that the cost of troops serving municipalities without their own municipal or regional police department was $540 million. This was two years ago. I'm only asking for $450 million back. Right, let me let me, let me me stop us there because I'm going to bring Cor- uh, Corporal Corvo in in just a moment, too. But you're listening to Smart Talk on WITF, your home for NPR News and all things regional. I'm Scott Lamar. We're talking about state police coverage of more than half of Pennsylvania's municipalities. Our guest today, Pennsylvania State Association of Township Supervisors Executive Director Dave Sanko and Democratic State Representative Mike Sterla of Lancaster County. We're also joined by Joe Koval. He's a corporal and uh, president of the Pennsylvania State Troopers Association. Corporal Koval, uh, you've been waiting patiently on the line listening to our, our guest here in the studio talking about this issue. One of the, the main questions that I think uh, many of us have is whether state police, whether we have enough, uh, you know, troopers out there to cover the, the state as large as this, this state is. Are there enough troopers that we have on hand right now to cover the state as it is? Well, Scott, uh, actually, where we are right now, um, we're 500 men and women below our authorized complement level. We expect there to be. Um, 1,500 members of our department retirement eligible within about the next year and a half. Um, so if depending on uh, what attrition rate um, local municipal the police departments um, do away with their coverage and rely more and more on the state police, it's going to cause a, uh, a, a big problem here in Pennsylvania. And that being – and the reason being is that we just do not have the ability – when we're five, six, seven hundred men and women down below our ranks, um, to just move people across the state to uh, supplement police coverage when it disappears in local municipalities. So we're in dire need of more funding and more cadet classes in the immediate future to make sure we're up at that authorized complement level to continue to provide the, the services that we do now and additional services if those police de- uh, the departments are disbanded or moved to a part-time uh, part-time coverage in their area so that we can assume that coverage. So what does that mean? What does that translate into for that person living in a rural area, maybe not even a rural area, living in a township, uh, that when they call 911 and uh, a state police trooper or troopers is dispatched to that home? Well, what that means is is that, uh, you know, obviously as calls are called into 911, calls are always prioritized. 
uh, you know, obviously if you have, uh, depending on the seriousness of the crime, if you know, so, someone's storage shed was broken into in, in their backyard, and meanwhile someone's house is getting broken to, into or there's a serious accident, uh, a homicide, you know, things are obviously going to take priority. That storage shed is going to wait. Um, so depending on what happens and the amount of coverage area that we are forced to uh, take on, it could be a delayed response in what people are normally used to. I want to read a quote for the three of you. Uh, this is from uh, Senate President Pro Tem Joe Scarnati, who represents a rural Jefferson County, uh, where most of the county is covered by state police. He was quoted by the Allentown Morning Call as saying, you get two police cars covering an area that is hundreds of miles. You better have a lock on your door and a shotgun behind it. Uh, I don't know. Is uh, Corporal, is that accurate? Well, in some areas of the state, that is accurate, um, you know, depending on uh, what the manpower situation is, uh, what the crime rates are in that area. It is possible that there could be as few as uh, that, man- that many troopers out in an area at a given time. Um, you know, we, we try to make sure that we have enough men and women out there to cover and protect everybody. Um, and I, while I appreciate the, uh, the, the senator's comments as far as what the seriousness of our manpower situation is, I don't know that we're going to advocate that everybody have a shotgun behind their door. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think he was trying I, I, I to get think, attention, but, yeah. Exactly, and I think that's exactly what he was trying to do, was make, bring attention to the issue. And, and I agree with that in that I think – if we don't address funding for the Pennsylvania State Police and the hiring of more cadet classes, Pennsylvania will soon be in a very serious public safety crisis because we will not have enough men and women out there on the streets of Pennsylvania protecting our residents and citizens and the visitors of Pennsylvania in the manner in which uh, the people have become accustomed to. And we're going to take some phone calls. Please be patient. We'll be on the line with you in just a moment. But, you know, this is obviously not just a money issue. This is a public safety issue. Uh, Representative Sterla, in your mind, with this many municipalities being covered by state police, and if we use Senator Scarnati's example, two patrol cars covering hundreds of miles. Does that jeopardize the safety of Pennsylvanians? Well, I, I think the, that uh, it does. But that doesn't mean that the people get to say, just give me more free police protection. You know, to, to give you a couple examples, the state police have told uh, the legislature multiple times that their uh, requirements to patrol have increased in the Marcellus Shale region because there's now More increased people. activity. Yeah. The, those areas have received hundreds of millions of dollars in a Marcellus Shale impact fee. One of the things that the impact fee can be used for is policing. They're still getting free police protection and not taking one dime of that Marcellus Shale fee money. And, and if you look at a map, I, I think they'd be happy to use that money to, to contract for state police services if the legislature would act on those bills and uh, allow them to do that. That'd be great, because if you look at the area that's covered by Marcella Shale, it's about the same area that gets the free police protection. I'd one, love of the to big, use it. one of the big concerns with, with using that money for local police departments is they're, very, they're, they're incredibly expensive. But also, that money's not going to be around forever. And, and while the legislature gave those communities the ability to, if they start funding operational costs, uh, when that money goes away, there's going to be no ability to fund uh, those, uh, those police departments or any of the other things. Okay, that are well, is liquid fuels tax money going to be around forever? Because as we know, uh, you know, we're, we're, 
you know, we're supposed to be getting two vehicles that have best, better miles per gallon, and we're, you know, people are being told to conserve. I mean, we, this is another issue that we're dealing with, aside from uh, state police coverage, is using that money for a lot of different reasons. I don't think that anybody th- argues the gas tax is, is a sustainable. And that's, I think that's why the legislature moved away from having the cents per gallon gas tax. And they also put a tax on uh, alternate fuel vehicles right. uh, so that there is th- that opportunity to have funding as you move forward. There's clearly going to have to be both in Pennsylvania and nationally a different model for funding transportation. Dave, before I get, we, we take the phone calls, I do want to get our callers in here. Uh, before we take the phone calls, something that uh, you know Representative Sterla brought up three years ago, Act 89 was passed in this state. It was hailed by both Democrats and Republicans uh, by probably, you know, the biggest achievement of the Corbett administration, the Republican Corbett administration, because this state needed so much money for transportation, upgrades, maintenance, that kind of thing. We got the money. Um, You know, no one thought that, uh, you know, this is going to be the end of all transportation problems in Pennsylvania. But when uh, much of that money is going towards state police protection in rural areas, that means well, okay, you're, you're shaking your well, head. because it's not much of that money. It, it's a third of the, of the motor license fund. When the, a third of the, the motor license How much license. is the motor license fund of the total uh, Act 89 package? But whatever. What, what, whether it's a few million dollars, it's, it's a lot of more money. than a few more million dollars, Those that could be you know, a few million dollars, hundreds of million dollars, not going for transportation upgrades and maintenance. Uh, I don't. I don't disagree with that. The legislature and, and the governor are the one who uh, governors are the ones who've made that determination to use that to balance the state budget. We think that ought to, those fu- the state police ought to be funded and ought to be well funded, uh, and, and maybe it doesn't come out of the motor license fund. But there's got to be another model uh, for the legislature to come up with those money. And as the representative is going to tell, money doesn't grow on trees. Can, can I just add two quick points? Back back during the Corbett administration, one of the things that they did that was very effective, which I had uh, had legislation to do, and it got put into a different bill, they said all the fine money that's generated by the state police goes to fund a state police cadet class. That gets us more state police. The local municipalities got so upset by the fact that they had lost $15 million of not only were they getting free police protection, but then we were sending them a bonus check at the end of the month saying, by the way, thanks for letting us write tickets in your area that they went back in and said, well, if you're a municipality that's less than 3,000 people, you get to keep that money. I, I, for the life of me, don't understand why. That, on top of the fact that, you know, we keep talking about these poor rural communities. Let me tell you some of the worst offenders. You mentioned Hemfield Township in Westmoreland County, 43,000 people. Their average income is only 58,000, which is above the, the statewide average. Lehigh County, Lower McCungee Township, average median income, 82584 Concord Township in Delaware Township, or Delaware, uh, in Delaware County, 83000 average income. Another one in uh, Middleton Township in Delaware County, 85000 Okay, we get, the, we get the point, yeah. What about that, Dave? And, and I swear we will take phone calls after this. But what about, I mean, that is hard to justify when you have a median income of over $80,000. I, I think you get communities that make decisions based on what their their risk and threat is. I lived in the city of Harrisburg. Uh, they have a local police department, and and we're, it's in the state capital. There's a variety of, but I had a lo- I had locks on my doors, and I had a shotgun behind my door too. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Let's take some phone calls here. George is in East Berlin, Washington Township. George, you're on the air. Thank you. Um, and I need to make clear, East Berlin 
is in Adams County. We have an East Berlin mailing address. We are in Washington Township in York County. Okay. Anyway, um, and this township has chosen and persists in choosing not to be part of the regional police, you know. Anyway, um, we have good friends. This whole area is rural. They're off on a side road, whatever. They have multiple trespassers, and their house has been shot at, bullets through the windows. Um, And there are, I'm told by them, who were told by the police. Okay, so what's your point, George? I got a lot of calls here. The point is... There are two troopers, supposedly, that's the word I get, that cover this whole area for everything they have to do. And, okay, there have been calls in. Well, we can't, we don't, we um, uh, like that. Okay, well, let me ask you this, George, and, and this is, goes back to the basics of the debate here. Are you willing to pay that $156 more a year for local police coverage? Okay. All right. Thank you very much for your call. Now, when I say local police coverage, I should clarify because we're talking about state police. But nothing is going to change. He pays that $156 a year. Right. So he's yeah, still... Except except we're not going to take it from the motor license fund. And the, the crimes that he described there were not patrolling the safety of the roads. Mm-hmm. Hey, but he's, he's still going to have the same wait time after he pays that money. Right. Because he's not going to get any more troopers. Right. And, and Corporal, let me bring you into the conversation at this point, is, I, 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 you know, every case is different, so we can't say that that's typical. But is that something that you hear across the state? Um, I, I don't know that that's necessarily that we that we all, always hear that, hear that uh, complaint. I think we hear a fear of that complaint, uh, that they worry uh, uh, about a delayed response or, le- or lack of people being able to uh, respond in a timely manner. Um, I, I think that our men and women in Pennsylvania State Police do a great job every day, and they work hard to make sure that everybody's protected and we get there in as quick and uh, of, of a manner as we can to make sure that everybody's safe. But I think that that's a legitimate concern, and especially with our manpower shortage and the rate in which it is expected to grow, I think that's a very legitimate concern. Let's go to Gary in Juniata County. Hi, Scott. Before I moved up here, I lived in Norwood, Delaware County. I became in charge of uh, police and fire, and it was exactly half of our budget. I was uh, $535,000 on a $1.1 million budget. And that was for five full-time officers, and we had to fight like crazy to get three part-time officers. What you lose with rural or this, you know, small communities, and that was only 5,000 people. So, yeah, we, we did uh, take it up that we wanted to have state police coverage, and, and basically people in the town voted overwhelmingly to keep the police force because you get a level of coverage that you don't get with the state police. But you give up certain things. We didn't have a forensic expert. We didn't have a detective, a full-time detective. We had to rely on a mutual aid compact with other cities around the area so that we could fund a full-time detective. So, you know, it's a it's a mixed bag. But I absolutely agree with the, you know, senator or whatever that um, there is no question that these bigger municipalities have to contribute more because you can't say the level of crime is 
a certain rate, and that, and therefore that's why you only need this much coverage. That's <laughs> there's a lot of crime that you know state police are asked to, to try try calling them about cyber crime sometime and see how see how you make out. So anyway, you you take care and thank All you very right, much. Gary, uh, Representative, you've been promoted to the state Senate, Senate from uh, Lancaster County, but uh, <laughs> Corporal, let me bring you into this because you know one of Something that uh, Gary just talked about, talking about not having a detective and going to uh, a neighboring township or neighboring department. State police are, when a crime has committed, uh, state police lab and there are other aspects of the state police that are brought in, even if there is a local police department. Is that true? That's true. I mean, a lot of times uh, we bring in our forensic services unit uh, to process crime and accident scenes. Um, We use our laboratory services. Um, There are times when local police departments just don't have enough resources in their criminal investigation units. Um, So they call upon us where uh, if a a crime is committed and it's too complex and um, they don't have enough people, they'll call and ask us to step in and help them or take that investigation over. I mean, we have our fire marshal unit that comes and responds to all all types of uh, local municipalities. Um, You know, we have our clandestine lab teams that respond to drug labs. Uh, Unfortunately, that that number, that seems to be growing more and more all across the state of Pennsylvania, Um, and they're very busy. So we, we provide a lot of services now that municipalities use every single day. Um, and then, are you, know, you compensated for it? Though is this, are you know, is the Pennsylvania State Police compensated when your lab is used or forensics or whatever? Laboratory services are. Uh, th- there is uh, an authorization that they can, um, whenever there is a prosecution in a crime, that they can apply those laboratory fees uh, that are that were used. And they can apply that to the cost of prosecution and ask for that in restitution. Mm-hmm. Um, how but often as far do they get as the, <laughs> I, I don't know how often they get it. Um, but I do know in, that in cases that previously that I've been involved in, that has been applied. Um, but now that doesn't necessarily compensate for all the man hours that are used for the Pennsylvania State Police. Like that doesn't count for criminal investigators, the members out there gathering the evidence, fire marshals, all those things. That, the man hours. Uh, for the Pennsylvania, that we eat that. I, I think well, in, in part, I mean, that happens all over the state. And and if you're going to start paying for those services, then everybody should pay for those services, not just the communities in, in rural Pennsylvania. I mean, there were one, there were over 100 troopers that were assigned to the city of Philadelphia, which has the largest police department in Pennsylvania. Uh, and that's costing, you know, tens of millions of dollars. I think it's uh, $640 million for the, the local police department in Philadelphia. So, And there's no reimbursement coming to the Commonwealth for that, and all Pennsylvanians are, are paying for that that share in those communities that have police departments. And I think the, so. I mean, my argument isn't on the who pays or who doesn't. It, it's, it ought to be there ought to be a fairness issue, and local local government ought to be able, be able to make that determination yeah. uh, as to what their community and, needs. And look, I agree. I I don't think that we should try and say, oh, you know what, the municipalities that don't have a police department should pay for the entire state police force. I'm not asking for that. I'm asking for 450 million dollars out of their uh, what is it, one billion, two billion dollar budget. Uh, you know, so uh, I doubt that. What? You don't think we're paying that much for state police in the state of Pennsylvania? Oh, I thought you were talking out of the local budget of one or two billion. Yeah. Dollars. Oh no, it's much more than that. No. What do you guys okay. disagree about? Uh, well, what what the thing that I think is is uh, you know, and Dave made a comment earlier where he said, "Look, if you do pay the hundred and fifty six dollars per head, you're still only going to get the same amount of police protection. So what's in it for me?" 
I mean, what we're basically saying is to somebody, you've been getting a free lunch for a long, long time here. And now you're going to have to pay for the lunch that you're getting. And they're saying, well, if I'm paying for a lunch, I want a gourmet meal. No. You want a gourmet meal, you pay for a gourmet meal. I think people don't mind paying taxes if they see services that they're going to get or they see an improvement in services. I think the gentleman from Adams County was like, you know, we've we've been having state police coverage. We're not happy with it. I'm willing to pay 156 bucks to get something better. He, I just want to make the point he's not going to get something better. It's nice that he's going to be making a contribution uh, to the state assembly, or, but it's not, or state budget, but it's not going to make his, his community any safer. You see be- this, Mike, as a fairness issue. Yep, yeah, because in order to get the kind of service that he wants, he's going to have to pay like every other municipality that has a local police department, and that's $300 a head, not $150 a head. But and if Dave, that's something a local uh, community wants to do, they, ha- they have that option and, and ability to you, do it. Dave, you just said you saw it as, see it as a fairness issue, too. How? I think it is a fairness issue. I mean, people, local communities ought to, be able to have, ought to be able to make decisions on what they, can, what they want and can afford and what makes, it, uh, makes their community safe. The legislature, rather than trying to make a, impose a one-size-fits-all solution on 12 million Pennsylvanians, ought to be giving uh, options and menu items for local communities to help make local policing affordable. Let me take some phone calls. Uh, Larry's in Marktick Township in Lancaster County. Uh, Larry, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. I am. Uh, I live in a township that is a freeloader township, and I'm appalled that we're still having this discussion. This uh, It embarrasses me that I have not looked at our budget in Lancaster County and in Marktick Township and have allowed this to go on all this time. I agree with Mike Sterla. We are freeloaders and parasites in Marty Township taking advantage of a system that the rural legislatures have apparently put together. All right, Larry, thank you very much for your call. Mike, have you used the word parasites? And uh... No, I haven't, but I've, <laughs> all I've tried to do is say that this there is a fairness issue here. I mean, this really is just about if because the only place you can get the money if you're going to replace it out of the motor if you're going to take it out of the motor license fund and and or, or stop taking it out of the motor license fund, which I don't clearly it's it's not being used for road patrols. If you're going to take it out of the motor license fund and just dump it over in the general fund, we're still giving 21 percent of the state's population. $500 million. I mean, th- think about this in terms of WAMs, which we got rid of years ago, walking the walking around, around money. money. Yeah. You know, if if, I, if I'm if i a legislator, 21% of the state's population is four, 40 legislators out of 203 members. 40 legislators are getting $500 million to take back into their districts with free police protection. That's a $12 million WAM every year. If you give me a $12 million WAM that I can give to my local police department instead of the $20 million that they're paying that we're that I'm paying in local taxes, I at least get to cut my police bill in half. Give me the $12 million a year and I'll shut up. I'll never say another word about All right, this. Let me take a call from Jim and Enola. Jim, you're on the air. Hi, Scott. Let me make two quick points. I I think that there is an amazing failure of leadership by our uh, legislators. Uh, In in issue after issue, uh, the legislature will not step up and will not provide uh, a mechanism for funding. And and this is just another one, whereas Representative Sterling is saying that we're essentially cannibalizing the money that was supposed to be used for uh, to improve the roads, and we're using it to play, pay for the state police. 
this should not be a Republican or a Democratic issue. Uh, it's just our legislature is dysfunctional. And my second point is there is a very good reason why our legislature is dysfunctional, and it is because of gerrymandering. Because of gerrymandering, we have elected a bunch of legislators who will not compromise. We have a lot of extreme right-wingers and a decent number of extreme left-wingers. They will not compromise with each other because of the legislative districts that they have formed for themselves. So uh, this, is, this is just abominable, and I think uh, Representative Sterla's uh, idea is a good start. We need a lot more than that, but it's a good start. Thank Th you. Thanks for your call. Uh, Representative Sterla, as you said, you introduced this bill 15 years ago. Yeah. And you introduce it again next year. Yeah. As I called it, your, your pet issue. Well, apparently, it's not very popular. Well, you know, when I first introduced this, we were only taking a couple hundred million dollars out of the motor license fund. And I, at that, at that time, we were doing budgets where a couple hundred million dollars was chump change. You know, we had, we had excess every year. So who, why, were you, why were you fighting with somebody? Why were you picking a fight with somebody over a couple hundred million dollars? It just wasn't worth it. Well... Now we're talking $800 million, almost a billion dollars, and it's being stolen from the motor license fund when we're, our roads are, you know, a mess. And we, the alternative is, well, raise taxes so you can fund it out of the general fund budget. Nobody wants to do that. So I'm just saying, why don't we actually get the people that are getting these services to pay for it? Okay, a couple questions for you here. One, I quoted uh, Senator Scarnati earlier. One of the other things he said in that quote is, what if a municipality doesn't pay? What are you going to do? Stop patrolling their areas? Well, you know, the thing that I think you have to look at is, I, I agree, the state police will never not go in to those areas. Um, but you can withhold other funds from that municipality. You can say that if you don't pay your police bill, you're not eligible for liquid, any liquid fuels. That's always a popular. Yeah, word. liquid fuels. I mean, you know, those municipalities get the, the sort of sad part about this is if I take five hundred million dollars from those municipalities and put it back into the motor license fund, they're going to get a share of that. OK, see, that's but, what's wrong with Harrisburg. I mean, you know, if they don't get their way, they want to hold you hostage. If you don't do what they say, they're going to take away your money. No, but, but that here's, does here's sound the, like being held hostage. It, no, 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 because all I'm saying is. You have your you, if we say that local municipalities are responsible for their policing and they can solve it. And, and the legislation I have doesn't that's, say that's in it the law now. It, local municipalities are responsible for the health, safety and welfare of their community. Yeah. Yeah. They and do that. They do that because they say to the state here, you know, talk about a nanny state here. You take care of me. You protect me because I'm not willing to do that. I'm, I'm for fairness, too. If I live you, when you explain to me why the city of Philadelphia gets a, a hundred dedicated troopers when they have their own state, when they have their own local police force, the largest in Pennsylvania, at the expense of all the rest of Pennsylvania, then we can talk about the smaller community. It's the patrol I-95. And you know what? I've said in my legislation that I think that local municipalities should not be responsible for uh, patrolling the interstates. I that that I because I don't want a local police department out on their quarter mile stretch of the interstate just sitting out there as a money maker. Talk more about that in just a moment. You're listening to Smart Talk on WITF, your home for NPR News and all things regional. I'm Scott Lamar. Welcome back to Smart Talk. Uh, we're having a, a really good conversation today about uh, 
whether local municipalities that get uh, state police uh, protection, uh, whether those residents should be paying more for it. Our guest, Democratic State Representative Mike Sterloff, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania State Association of Township Supervisors, Executive Director Dave Sanko, and Corporal Joe Koval, who is president of the Pennsylvania State Troopers Association. We have about uh, 12 minutes left in the program. A few more calls to get to in emails. 1-800-729-7532 is the number to call. Email smarttalk at org. All right, let's uh, take a couple more phone calls here. Let's see, who do we have on the line? Uh, we have Randy in, uh, excuse me, no, we have Robert Bigley, who was Representative Sterla's opponent and uh, ran against him, but he's calling in to agree with you. Mr. Bigley, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Hi, Robert. <laughs> hey, listen, Mike is absolutely right. Um, this is um, this is not fair. We, I've heard about this over and over again as, as I was campaigning. Um, and it, it seems like, I don't know, several times a year we hear about a municipality that is voting to, uh, to drop their police force in order to take advantage of this uh, free coverage. Uh, so something has to be done, and, uh, and I, I commend Representative Strilla for pursuing this over and over again. But my, the other thing I wanted to bring up, and I grew up in, in the South, in Alabama and Florida, and uh, where uh, the sheriff's department uh, plays a much bigger role in, in policing uh, the, the region. And, I, and I've never understood why Pennsylvania doesn't take advantage of that. Here, the sheriff's department is, seems to be sort of a, uh, well, they're, they're security guards of the county office, and I can't see them doing much more. So I, I'm, I'm wondering why we can't reconfigure our policing so that we can rely more on the counties to do that through the sheriff's department. All right. Thank you very much for your call. No wonder he lost the election. He agrees with well, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, the one thing that, that's, uh, you know, uh, and, and David said earlier about, you know, why are you trying to do a one-size-fits-all? I'm really not. What I'm saying is you can have your local police department. You can buy services from another police department. You can say, I don't want any at all, and but then don't expect the state police to show up. I've even in the in the legislation we're going to introduce, I'm going to say you can also go if you want to in quote unquote self-insure, you can say, you know what? We have no police department and we're not going to pay the state police bill. We'll just pay them when they come in for an incident. Now, I call that self-insurance because, you know, one year you might do really well. The township supervisor will go, guess what? No crime in the in the municipality this year. We made out like bandits. The next year, when you have a triple homicide, I guarantee you, you're going to bust your budget. But, you know, if it, I don't care how we go about doing it. All I'm saying is you can't, you just can't keep getting the free lunch. Uh, Corporal Koval, what about that? What about pay-as-you-go kind, of, uh, kind of thing as the representative just suggested? Well, I think the hard part about pay-as-you-go, uh, and, and no disrespect to the representative, I know he's been working hard on this for a number of years. I appreciate the discussion and everything that we've had about it. Uh, pay-as-you-go, the hard part is, is that, um, you know, as police officers are out patrolling in an area, whether it's uh, just routine patrol, traffic enforcement, um, there are crimes and incidents that are prevented just by having a police presence there. So are, are you, are you going to pay as you go for every time a, a trooper uh, rides through an area, you know, because maybe a crime was prevented? That, that's going to be pretty hard to calculate on what you're, how you're going to pay as you go, not just for um, every single minute that you spend on an incident uh, or, or, a, or a crash investigation, um, but as you spend time in those municipalities observing and seeing what it is and talking to people about what's going on, um, 
I, I think pay as you go. I, I don't know how realistic that's going to yeah. be as far as being able to figure that out. All right, let me bring up, uh, follow up with Robert's second question about uh, better use or expanded use of sheriff's deputies. He's right. In the South, other states, I mean, even in Maryland, uh, to our South, sheriff's deputies are used much more often. But he also used the word reconfigure. Uh, in Pennsylvania, it would take some major changes for us to use sheriff's deputies, and someone would have to pay for that, too. I mean, it's not like we could just, you know, uh, switch the, the light on and off between sheriff's deputies and sheriff's departments and, uh, and, and Pennsylvania State Police in rural areas. Is that an option? And I'll ask both of you that same question. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I'm an advocate for regional policing. Okay, um, regional police is different than sheriff. Okay. Um, right. But in, in one sense, you got a sheriff of a county and his force, or you have, in some cases, in the more rural parts of this state, I'm assuming regional police would be a countywide police force because there's no, you know, even in a county, they only have 40,000 people. So, you know, go figure. But but the the the... The incident that occurred in Maryland a few years ago where there was a sniper and the guy was going around to different locations, I heard an analysis of that and they said it was one sheriff's department. If that had occurred in Pennsylvania in the number of locations that they were checking out, it would have entailed 60 police departments. Well, I'm not I'm not sure I'd agree with that. I mean, I think if we look at the... the uh uh, Eric Freen uh, incident in the, in the Pocono areas. Uh, the state police went into those woods looking for that guy, as did, you know, multiple police departments from all around, not only that region, but from other parts of Pennsylvania. Right. I mean, a huge law enforcement uh, deployment chasing, chasing down one bad guy. So I, I, I don't think anything is that compartmentalized. Dave, but let me ask you this. Uh, two, two questions here. The question that, uh, that Robert brought up about uh, better use of uh, sheriff's deputies, but why aren't there are more regional police departments. I mean, this is something that uh, local municipalities, a long time ago, they realized that their local police departments are expensive to maintain. And what they did was rather than just say, okay, we're going to you know, go with uh, state police coverage, that we're going to enter into an agreement with uh, a regional police department. Why that not uh, do more of that? I, I don't think we're certainly not opposed to to sharing services like that as, as an association. But we just why think those determinations why more done done that though because of the the high cost of of law enforcement, uh, and that's something the legislature has to fix. I mean, address collective bargaining, address pension relief, address things that make uh, putting law enforcement into the field affordable. Well, I'll, I'll offer a, a slightly different uh, approach to it. I, this was uh, at least 15 years ago, before I even introduced this legislation. We were out in the western part of the state doing a uh, policy hearing on local regional policing. There were three municipalities where they were looking at the possibility of regional policing. Every police chief came in and testified and said, look, we get it. There's going to be one chief and two deputies. There's not going to be three chiefs anymore. We think it makes perfect sense. We can coordinate services better. We can save money. We're going to. It's like, well, what's the holdup? They said that 
township supervisors can't agree on who gets to be the guy that's in charge of the police department. Okay. Well, and I think I'd raise that that was 15 years ago. Okay. Uh, and, and we had a lot of those discussions, and we saw, and fire departments go, are going through the same thing, uh, discussions about uh, sharing uh, sharing services or, or merging. Uh, and 15 years ago, the, those dis- discussions would blow up over the, what the color of the truck was going to be. Uh, the economies of scale have, have moved moved past that. Uh, public safety has moved past that, but it's it's still a local. I, I mean, we just argue it's a local community's right to make that determination. You know what this what issue this this raises, and it comes down to this very often is that Pennsylvania has too many municipalities, and you and I have talked about this on the air before, and we'll have to do another show on that because <laughs> that that comes up all the time. Well, the little ones work, and they have balanced budgets. The bigger ones, not so much. <laughs> Let's go with Randy in Mechanicsburg. Randy, I have about three minutes left. Thanks for bringing that other opinion up on the duplication of services, Scott. Uh, another thing that uh, another show to offer for you might be a reason why we uh, haven't had a constitutional convention in so long. The reason I'm calling is uh, I've heard no mention of uh, the business community and their contribution to uh, the policing services. In my community, uh, they are a burden. Uh, two-thirds of our PD calls go to uh, for, for uh, businesses. Mm. Okay. The, well, school di- the school district also accumulates about 15% of the calls, and we're told that we can't get service in our area for enforcement of laws because they're responding to these other places. Hey, thank you very much for your call. Uh, Representative Sterla, what about that? Does your legislation talk about uh, getting money for, from employers, from businesses? No, what it what it does is it says that the municipality will be assessed a fee of $156 per capita. What it doesn't do is say that those municipalities have to then pass that directly on a per capita basis back to the citizens cuz you know, you got a family of 7 and and five of the kids are less than 10 years old they're not the ones that are creating the problems. But, so but so what it does is it says that that municipality then gets to either increase their property taxes, which is probably the most likely way they do it, and that way businesses do pay. And, you know, you just brought up another issue that we're going to talk about soon, and that is property taxes. And uh, so we may be looking at a whole other way to do this, but uh, we got about 90 seconds left. I want to thank both of you, all three of you, for, for being on the program today. Uh, so, Representative Sterling, you said that you are going to introduce, reintroduce this legislation. Have you seen any movement whatsoever, or is it the same as 15 years ago? No, I've seen a lot of movement, actually, because uh, to, to date, it had the bill itself has not moved, but I've threatened to run it on the floor of the House several times, and I've had a lot of new members. I mean, we have more than half the legislature has been there less than 10 years. Mm-hmm. They come up and go, explain this to me, because this doesn't make sense. Why would we be doing it this way? Dave, and so that's a, a positive thing, I think. Dave, in about uh, 20 seconds, uh, you continue to fight it? We're happy to work with the legislature in trying to find out a way to, to fund local police and making police departments more affordable and giving communities the option of being able to contract for state police services. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corporal, uh, how do you, uh, I'm going to give you kind of the last word here. As uh, state police, what would you like to see? Well, I, I think that uh, I, I understand the discussion uh, about the money coming out of the motor licensing fund. And um, I, I've never uh, opposed, and uh, we as an organization, that they move that money back to the general fund. Um, but I think the, the problem or the thing you have to realize 
that money that is going to be used, if you're going to take it out of the motor licensing fund, that source of revenue has to be predictable, sustainable, and show the ability to grow. Mm -hmm. Because police services and those costs are going to grow, and that has to be taken into consideration no matter what funding mechanism is considered. Gentlemen, thank you very much for being with us today. Coming up tomorrow, WITF Music.